and explaining shit. And they, you get really good at, and I can tell by the way you're looking at me <laughs> that you do this. You get really good at coming up with reasons why not. And they're very sound. Very sound. Yeah. And they make a lot of mm -hmm. sense to us. And then we follow them and we're like, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. We're not going to do that. That's dumb. And then that's not true necessarily. That's oh, us man. being really good at talking ourselves <laughs> out of doing shit. So now what happens is I'll do that and then I'll stop and I'll go, that's a good try. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the Love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is Love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love podcast. Okay, that's good. Now we can talk. We can. We can hear them too. <laughs> it's okay. It'll be all right. Yeah. We've got an audience that isn't paying attention. Well, we can just pretend. Mm -hmm. and like hold up a sign every once in a while. Applause. Yeah, it's recorded before a live studio audience, right? <laughs> it it totally that. is. It's okay. Content. They're not listening. But Guys it's on their lunch break that aren't paying attention. I think I feel like they are. They know what's happening. <sighs> <laughs> They're watching. They're like, oh my gosh, I think it's the Energy is Love podcast. They're fanning out really. And that would be funny. Is. That'd right? Awesome. That would be right? awesome. Everybody starts showing up. They're calling all their friends. Right. Yeah. Next thing you know, we have a crowd. Like, like what? Here. Everybody's here. That's what's happening. We actually, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what <laughs> You know, whatever. <laughs> we, um, God, when was it, babe? It was like first part of like the end of last year, first part of this year, we were talking about how fun it would be to do a live one. Oh, yeah. Because they do that all the time in podcasting mm -hmm. where. You do like a oh, live episode uh -huh. somewhere. You have a huge crowd and you get to do yeah, like the whole yeah. Q&A thing afterwards and everything uh -huh. and how fun that would be. And we were kind of like brainstorming and trying to come up with a game plan for that. And the Salt Lake City, have you ever been down to the Salt Lake City Library? No, I've seen it from the outside. Yeah. So, yes. I'm going to move that closer to you so that, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I've seen it. But from the outside. Yeah. It looks cool from the outside. I'm it's like, super cool. Yeah, yeah. And they have like really nice rooms that you can rent, like mm. auditoriums and shit. So that's where we thought we could do it. Yeah, so Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And then the world ended, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this. Before the shit went down, was your life great? Because mine was freaking awesome. It was like things were moving up. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hell yeah, things are going up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it really was. Things were yeah. taking off. They're moving. Yeah, they were moving mm -hmm. up, right? And then you're like, ah, oh. And but then everything stopped. Everything stopped for me too, but not necessarily in a bad way. <laughs> I mean, it stopped and it kind of crushed my ideal of what I thought was going to happen, mm -hmm. which sucked. But there's other shit that happened that was fine. Yeah. Good. Like what? So, for example, so I have my jujitsu school, right? So a month without any money, you're like, I mean, you guys know. <laughs> yes, any, we do. <laughs> any time without money, you're like, oh, shit. Like, oh. So I'm not teaching anybody. I'm closed. And, you know, so I'm, all of a sudden I start getting these phone calls and texts. Hey, Mark, don't hold my, because um, I sent out a thing, a, a message, and I said, you know, I'll hold your your account, you know, I appreciate you uh, coming um, and, and supporting the school. I'll hold your account until we have And then no one, except for two people, um, no one didn't pay. 
so, like their membership thing. Yeah. So nice. they were like, no, nope, just keep charging us. We're good. And I'm like, Ugh, you felt weird about it. And uh, I felt weird about it, but I wanted my school to survive. So I was like, well, okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> so, and the two people that couldn't pay, one of them lost their job. And I was like, just, and it was her daughter that was coming. And so I said, just keep bringing her, you know, like when we open, I don't care. Just who cares? Like, it's not going to, it's not the end of the world, you know? Do you think that has more to do with you or I think, because in my mind, I mean, that's awesome, right? That's a beautiful thing. It is. And I think like that has a lot probably to do with you and your character and your personality and the way that you treat everybody. But I also think that's probably kind of unique to jujitsu too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I think people are cool. Yeah. For the most part, you know, people are like awesome. You know, sometimes they're, I mean, we can all be dicks, <laughs> right? Um, but I, I just think, I don't know if it was me, the jiu-jitsu community in general, because they're all nice, really nice people. That, you know, even though they want to choke you, they they love you. You know what I mean? Like, you know. So I think it's a combo. It was a combo. And plus, you know, I, I hate to talk because we, you know, how we talk about the hippie thing and I don't really like that. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly believe that. Um, okay, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to regret it. But I think it's a universe thing where for years, if people didn't have money. I would say, and I really mean this, I don't care. You know, I, I I need to run a business and I need to pay for food and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes people need jujitsu or whatever when they can't afford it. They need it the most. And so I've always been like, you got three months, free. Just and then in three months, we'll look at it again. If you need another three months, basically, I'll give you another three months. It doesn't matter. Fuck, I wish we lived up to Ogden. That'd be so nice. <laughs> so anyways, I think that kind of thing came back. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I even had a guy tell me who was who was paying. He hasn't been coming for two months because he has an elderly uh, mother. And he's nervous about it. And I, get, I totally get it. And he said, you know what, Mark? I've seen you let people come and not pay because they need it. And so he's like, just keep charging me, man. I don't, I just want to come back when it's time to come back. I'm like, all right, come on, man. So anyway. How long have you guys been open now? Back open? Um, shit, I don't even know. So I, I, I was only closed for a month. So I waited, I waited, I waited. And the reason that I waited is because... Um, I went because they suggested that we close and it didn't, it wasn't mandatory at a certain point. And I was like, nope. And all my friends, um, that have gyms, they, they closed and I'm like, nope, we're going to keep going. And I told my people, well, my students and my friends and the people that I love, I told them, if you're nervous, don't come. That's, you know, good. Don't do it. If you're not nervous about it and you want to come come and we'll make sure we're as safe as we can be and uh but but my my main thought because i had a bunch of guys commit suicide that i know um my jujitsu students and i was like 
these guys cannot go a month or two weeks or whatever it was by themselves. There's no, like, no. Like, if you're suicidal or depressed or whatever, you don't need to be by yourself for two weeks or a month or whatever. So I told them, I'm going to stay open for the people who need jujitsu or social interaction. And uh, and I, it wasn't about money or anything. Because uh, people were paying me anyway. They didn't, they were <laughs> cool, you know, like, it wasn't about that. And so, so I closed and I made sure the best I could to be in contact with the people that I was nervous about, a couple guys, and they're fine. And then when it was, you can open if you're a gym, you know, like a lifting gym. And I'm like, we're a gym. <laughs> we're a gym. Because before when they um, closed the gyms, I was like, we're a school. <laughs> you know, we're not a gym. We're a school. And then so we try to stay open as late as we can. And then and then they're like, nope, every, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. And then gyms can be open. Yes, we're a gym. <laughs> we opened and so. And and it hasn't it hasn't been a problem. I actually had a guy test uh, positive, right? And uh, he trains primarily on Sundays, <clears throat> and he works with the elderly, and so they have tests a lot, you know. And so he uh, he he get test positive, and I'm like, okay. So I tell everybody that trains, I'm like, hey, this person, so and so, I asked him first. Uh, as tested positive, if you're nervous about that, stay home, you know, totally fine. We're going to be open, but we got to be careful. And so a couple of days later, it was a uh, false positive. So he, he didn't have, it was, it was nice yeah. <laughs> for him, especially, but for us too. And, but I did have a guy who's, who's a policeman who's been tested and he had the antibodies for it. So he stayed in February. He was sick and he stayed home. He thought it was the flu. Mm -hmm. He stayed home for two weeks. He said he was sick for three days, but he wanted to stay home. The COVID thing wasn't even, no one really thought, you know. So he stayed home and then he got tested after, months after. And he was like, hey, Mark, I have the antibodies. And I'm like, hell yeah, good. <laughs> so then I told people, hey. We have one person, he's had it, you know, make sure if you feel safe, blah, blah, blah. So it's been a part of jujitsu, my life, my business, but it hasn't smashed it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's nice. It's really nice. And and I've had, let's see, three three guys that I know, jujitsu school owners that I know, have gone, cut their business, have lost it. Really? Yeah, which is super sad. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. No. <clears throat> but... You know, they, they they either don't have people that help them through, which I totally understand. I mean, like, if I'm not going to train, you know, I can't, sometimes you can't afford it. So I get that. Or they were like, oh, shit, I'm not teaching classes for a month. This is not bad. You know, like. Oh, they were enjoying the sweet <laughs> yeah, life, right? Yeah. Right. They were like, I can live without teaching jujitsu. And then so they were like, nah, I'm good. I'll just be a student again or whatever. Yeah. Which I get that too. So, anyway, that's my that's my deal with it. How I'm dealing with it right <laughs> Sounds now. Sounds really rough, Mark. <laughs> it's really not right. It's not. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Like if I worried a lot, 
which I don't. But if I did, oh man, fuck that. Excuse my language, but whoa. how old are you? Me, fifty. Fifty. Mm-hmm. Turned fifty this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. At what point in your life? I think about this all the time because I think about you, and um, this is the third time you've been on the podcast, mm-hmm. which I'm super fucking grateful which for. Which I love. I'm like, hell yeah, another <laughs> chance to get on the mic. Woo! And I think about how long I've known you, and I've always liked the like the impression that I have of you, right? Uh. And at what point in your life do you feel like you relaxed? Oh, that's a really good question. Because I think, I think about mm. other people, right? I think about people I know. I think about myself included. I think about the men that I see that I interact with. And yeah. like you are, you're fucking relaxed. There's a lot of uptight motherfuckers in the world. There is. Real. And they don't need to be. But if you tell somebody they're uptight, <laughs> that doesn't do any good. Because they're uptight, and then now they're even more uptight. And they're like, oh, yeah. shit, I'm uptight. And then they're uptight about being uptight. <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it has to do with, uh, to go back to your question, I don't know, first of all. I've, I've always pretty much been mellow. But I think when you start addressing your, kind of like your your own fears about things, when you start addressing fear in general, like, you know, I wrote that little a book about fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of just addressed my fears. And there's one thing where a bear's coming, and we talked about this, and you're like, oh, shit, there's a bear. That's good. That's good fear, right? But then you have the fear like, I don't think Susie Joe really likes me. And then, you know, and then I'm worried about talking to her, you know, when you're young. It starts early. And then you have that fear. And then it just sits in there. And you're, I, I say it sits in your chest. I don't know where it sits in your body. But it sits somewhere in your body and just fucks with you for your whole life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does, yeah. Your whole life. Like, it, uh, and you're just like. So if you pull it out and look at it, I'm like, man. Fuck Susie Joe. <laughs> Get that. No. I mean, I'm sure she's Susie Joe's great person. But the <clears throat> what you do to yourself, that's messed up. So I'm like, eh, I don't. What happens, happens, man. I got very little control. The control I do have, I'm going to take advantage of it. But I'm not going to worry about. Susie Joe or Grizzly Bears or Do you remember being younger and having all of the weight of all of that stuff? Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Every I think everybody. Do you guys do you have that too? Not me. <laughs> I'm good. I love your sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you but what is what good does it one day I woke up, I don't know when it was, and I was like, What can I honestly do about it? What control do I have over it? And it's very little. Yeah. I mean, can you control COVID or whatever? No, you can't. Can you control um, a racist dude or lady or whatever, uh, how they feel? No, you can't. Can you control the people who want to wear masks and the people who don't want to wear masks? No, you can't. I mean, you can try through you know, rules and laws and blah, blah, blah. But no, you can't. You can't control any of that. 
So <clears throat> my thing is, I'm just going to control what I can control and then be ready for everything else and be happy about it. <laughs> I mean, do you find it? Do anything about it. Do you find it hard? Mm. Is no. there any part of it that seems like a challenge that you kind of have to? Because I think. Uh, I love that you kind of move through life that way, right? Yeah. It's inspiring. Some people are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like my ex-wife, for example. She's not She's not like me, and I'm not like her. And, um, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you just get to a point where you're just going to be yourself. And even if yourself is like a worried person, like, I'm going to worry about this shit because that's who I am, then great. But... If you worried about something and it you don't want to, like God, this is taxing. I hate this about myself. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't. I yeah, I don't want to be like this. <clears throat> then you need to sit down with yourself and be like, Why am I like this? Where does it come from? You know, how? How do you sit how down do with you yourself? Do that? Like all of that. How do you know questions? How do you do that? Yeah. So, so what I I did is I wrote. I wrote yeah. about it. That helped me a ton because then I was like. Oh, yeah, like when I was 13, this weird shit happened. And I've been carrying that for 40 years or whatever, you know, 30 whatever years. And and why? And when I look back at it as an adult, I'm like, that was stupid. <laughs> but um, you, you, you see it as a certain age, and then it's a real thing, and it's very destructive and hurting. And it scares you or whatever. And then you carry that the whole time. And then I'm like, nope, I'm dropping all this shit. Boop. Drop it. You know how, have you ever met somebody who was a uh, smoke cigarettes? <laughs> or, or you could be that person. Yeah, we or, were. <laughs> yeah. Or um, uh, alcoholic or whatever. You know, someone who likes, uh, and then one day they just stop. Boom. They're, they're rare, but they do that. That happened people. to me. Right. Okay. On a labyrinth. It just fell off of me. I was getting Bam. ready to go have a cigarette. Why? How? I don't know. I didn't question it. I was just like, yes. You were thankful too. I you was were thankful. Like, Hell yes. yes. That's the same thing with uh, fear and worry for me. Wow. One day, boom, gone. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Don't know. I don't, I mean, it It could be because I looked at it and I was like, why? You know, when you try to analyze through your brain, that shit doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I try. You, you calculate. You're like, well, you know, there's a 37 percent chance that I'll get this, uh, and that just fucks with Can you, you more. Can you hear me? Can you no, hear what's but happening? No, I, I know. I have. Yeah, I know. And that just is even worse. You know, like you're like trying to break it down. You're trying to convince yourself logically. You know, you shouldn't worry. Blah blah blah. But that's not how it works. How it works is, in my opinion, you're like, fuck you. I'm not even. You're ruining my life. So you can go fuck off. <laughs> you remember, I don't know if you guys were bullied, but it seems like everybody had a bully. Oh, yeah. Okay. So d- if you faced your bully, the, I think bullies are an important part of growing. Mm-hmm. They're dicks and they're ass. But they take you to a place that if you fight back, you don't care if you die. Like, I had a bully, and I was like, I don't give a shit. What? Like, I took his shit, I took his shit. I was in third grade, he was in fifth grade. And I took his shit, and took his shit, took his shit, and then one day I was like, nope. Kill me, motherfucker. We are fighting. 
So he, he, and I was always been a fat kid. So he called me fat, you know, and we got off the bus and just talking shit. Normally I just walk home and, and I was like, uh, have you seen that one video? And the lady's like, not today. That's what <laughs> happened to me in my, like something, some fierceness came out and it was awoken by this person, which I'm very thankful for. And it came and it was like, either I'm going to die or I'm going to whoop your, something is going to happen today. And so he was in my face. And then of course I started crying. It was almost like the scene from, um, what's a Christmas, Christmas story where he beats, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the little redheaded asshole bully. <laughs> yeah, kid. yeah. So I just lost it. Yeah, dude. I was like, nope. And I just, all I remember is I just started swinging. I was swinging and I was like, I'm not going to stop until there's blood. And that's what happened. I just started swinging, swinging. So anyways, kid never fucked with me again after that. And everybody who watched it never fucked with me either. (laughs) They're like, oh shit, Mark, you're crazy. I'm like, he took me to that point. So that's where all my... Fear of this kid, not fear in general, because I I was still fearful of a lot of things, too many things growing up. But I had had enough. And so and I and, and so I was like, no, I'm and I think a lot of people who like, for example, if we're talking about COVID or whatever, um, they they're they're cautious. And I think that's very important. And they're nervous and they're a little fearful. And then they get to a point where I'm going to go ahead and take some risks. You know, I'm going to go ahead and face my bully, basically. <laughs> and that's what I do. I I just face my bully. There he is. He's waiting for me. I'm not going to let him talk shit. Nope. It's going to be like, <laughs> we, we're going, man. <laughs> we're going. If I die, I die. You know, like, literally, I remember thinking that when I was a kid, I was in like I said, third grade. How old are you when you're in third grade? What is that? Like 10, nine, nine or 10? 10? 10, you're in like fifth grade. Okay. Because <laughs> let's say kindergarten, you're like five. Six. Yeah. yeah. Six, seven, eight. I was eight. eight. I was eight. probably about eight. Yeah. Aww. He was 10. That's little. That's little, right? That's little. To get that lesson. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to die, but I don't care at eight years old. That's what happens to you, though. That pulls on me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sad thing. I it's, know, a, it's an empowering. It's itself. a good, like, almost necessary, yeah. you know? And then if you don't fight your bully that time, you're going to get another one. Yeah. And you're going to get another one. And you're going to get another one. And it doesn't even have to be a person. Soon it's a situation, you know? It's it's a thing. It's a you know, and they it just, it'll just keep coming and coming. And I'm sitting coming. here thinking, I'm like, eventually you become your own fucking bully, yeah. right? You become yeah. that own mm-hmm. person that is constantly. You put yourself in check. Yeah. Yeah. Beating the shit out of yourself and, yep. you know, degrading yourself you and are, all those yeah. kind of different things. 100%. And then you're like, nope. You, well, you got to be there one, one time. You got to, you got to see it. Yeah. You have to, you have to see it and be like, No. So basically, I didn't realize how important the bully was until I started writing. And then I'm like, and just like you said, I think then you become the bully and you bully yourself. And you think it's protection. You think it's you're protecting yourself. No, man, you're like in my mind, I'm limiting, I'm caging, I'm imprisoning 
myself. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm holding things. And I no, that's what bullies do. They're controlling you. And that, that's exactly like, no, no more of that. Do you find it like an ongoing process at this point in your life? Or is it pretty... Because I sit, fuck, Mark, I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> like, I'm just jealous. I feel like I have invested heavily in the last five years in my, like, mental and emotional yeah. and physical well-being and health, right? right? And part Spiritual of me... Spiritual journey. Everything, right? <laughs> and part of me feels like I'm... I've walked, you know, five steps forward from where I was five years ago. Right. And I really haven't made that much improvement. Hmm. And... I think about the grind almost of what it is to try to continually battle all of those demons, all mm-hmm. of those things that are inside of my head, all of the right. things that I struggle with, all that shit. Yeah. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. here listening to you and it feels like you're like, well, fuck, I don't have any of that shit. Like I'm, I'm do you know what I mean? I'm sure with, I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, yeah, it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't end. You right. Know? Like, so. But does so, it feel like a struggle? No. See. It feels like an opportunity without mm. being as cheesy as that sounds. Because for okay, let me give you an example. So I, I've given up my car, not because of any great like I'm gonna stop driving <laughs> to save the planet. No. I have this car in my station wagon, it needs a transmission, it's two grand. I don't got it, I don't need a car, I got a bicycle, boom. Okay, so I'm I'm riding my bike everywhere. I've been doing it for probably about eight months. My goal is a year, but it's a year from now because I just decided. Okay, and I've been paying damn car insurance the whole time. I'm like, dude, I need to stop. (laughs) But anyways, so I ride to the jujitsu studio every day. I ride to yoga. I ride to the grocery store. I ride everything. And like once a week, I'll borrow my mom's car. Um. I pay insur I pay her insurance on the car and I'll keep paying that. But then I don't feel so bad if I need to borrow a car, you know, I'm like pick up my kids and be like, okay, let's go to the store, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I ride down my street every day, multiple times. And so the other day, probably about a week and a half ago, I'm riding and people holler at me all the time. Hey, 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 you know, like and it's usually like you got a dollar or one time, this girl, this girl goes, hey, she flags me down. She's like, hey, do you got a lighter? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry, I don't got a lighter. And she looked at me, and she's like, you don't got a lighter. <laughs> I mean, because I have dreadlocks, you know? And I'm like, no, I don't I don't smoke. You don't smoke. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Like, she's giving me a hard time. So I usually just keep riding. If I hear anybody holler, I'm just, like, I didn't pretend I don't hear them. Because I don't have a lighter, and if I have a dollar, that's my dollar, not your dollar. So, pew, I keep riding. But so I was riding home from jujitsu. It's about nine at night after class, and I hear somebody yell at me. But it doesn't. It's not like a friendly, hey, hey. It's like motherfucker. So I turn around on my bike because you can't keep going. I mean, there's. You, because I got to ride up and down the street every day. So if somebody has a problem with me, I'm, it's going to get settled right now. So somebody hollers. There's like five or six dudes on the porch. A couple ladies, maybe. And uh, so I turn my bike around. I'm like, what's happening? You know, like, yeah, what do you need? So this dude comes out of the gate. 
comes off the porch, comes out of the gate. And he's like, hey, uh, what's your name, man? He's a black dude, probably 30s. Um, and I'm like, ah, my name's Mark Johnson. And he's all, oh, from the Johnsons down the street? I'm like, no, I'm from I'm from Cali. I, you know, I don't have family out here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, have you been to prison? And I'm like, no, I haven't been to prison. He's like, oh, man. Okay. I was like, okay. Because he goes, we thought you were somebody else, man. We were about to get you. And I don't know if get you means fight you, jump you, which I would prefer, <laughs> or shoot you. And so I'm like, oh. And he's like, yeah, but you're not the, you know, you're not the, the dude or whatever. And so there we go. Like, that's a possible death. <laughs> you know, like yeah. nothing else you get your ass whooped by five dudes. <laughs> like I know jujitsu, but I five dudes, that's a lot of guys. So if I was afraid, which I I don't think I was. I don't if I was afraid and I kept riding and I didn't stop and confront and be like, you know, what's happening, you know, like next time it could have been Yeah, then they would have just jumped on me like, Oh, that that's him. You didn't, I, I didn't, you know, I had a chance to clear it up and I didn't clear it up because I was afraid. Wow. Yeah. And so I go ahead and if, if, if I can, and I'm not trying to make myself sound like I don't, I'm not afraid because there's plenty of shit I'm afraid of, but I try to, if it needs to be confronted, then I'm going to go ahead and try to confront it, you know, but I'm not stupid. So, so at the same time, so I ride on that street the next night. There's like 20, 30, and I'm not exaggerating, 20 or 30 dudes. They're all gangbanger uh, dudes. They're at that house. And they don't say nothing to me. You know, I ride by, and then and I'm like, I ain't riding up the street tonight. I'm riding <laughs> in the next street. You know, because I'm, you know, e even though I don't feel like I'm afraid, I'm not stupid. Like, all it takes is one dude to be like, yeah, that's that nigga right there, man. And then now what am I going to do? You know, and I'm like, mm -mm, no. So I, I remember just like, oh, that's how I rode. And everything was fine, you know. And then this morning I rode past and it was fine. So the fear part, I mean, there's grizzly bear fear, like I was saying. To me, riding on the other street was a grizzly bear fear. Like, if there's a grizzly bear, I'm not going to go right up to it and be like, hey, grizzly bear. No, I'm going to go the other way. But if there's like... I'm nervous about this, and it's it's just an irrational fear. And I, I'm getting better at recognizing the difference between. Wow. That's the hard, that's the hard part. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. What is the what's the longest running thing that you have battled within yourself? Hmm. Well, to be fair, for sure. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, fear. Oh, yeah. Fear's number one for me. It kept me from doing so many things. Does it still kind of sometimes? No. <laughs> I remember you did like your year yeah. without fear thing, right? Yep. It doesn't stop me now. I'm still nervous, but it doesn't stop me. I still have fear, but it doesn't stop me. Like, it used to stop me. Like, and then if you're even somewhat intelligent, you get really good at justifying your fear 
and explaining shit. And like, you get really good at, and I can tell by the way you're looking at me <laughs> that you do this. You get really good at coming up with reasons why not. And they're very sound. Very sound. Yeah. And they make a lot of mm -hmm. sense to us. And then we follow them and we're like, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. We're not going to do that. That's dumb. And then that's not true necessarily. That's oh, us man. being really good at talking ourselves out of doing shit. So now what happens is I'll do that and then I'll stop and I'll go, that's a good try. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Unless it's something stupid. And then I really know it's dumb. But if it's just because I'm afraid, I'm like, yeah, man, this could happen. Blah, blah, and, then, and, then, and then you have these visions. And you and you guys got a kid. Like, remember when, you, when your kid was climbing a tree? And you were like, oh, shit. And then in your head, you saw them fall and they break their neck. I still do that. <laughs> yeah. that, that does, I can't stop yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So, so you see your kid climbing a tree and you're like. You have that vision, and then you yell at your kid, hey, kid, God damn it, get out of that tree. And they're like, I'm just climbing. You know, they, they don't see what you see. And you're a dick because they're just climbing a tree. They're not even doing anything bad. So now I check myself, and I still have young, my youngest is 11, and he does dumb shit. And I check, am I afraid or is he afraid? And what's the real danger? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, He's climbing a fence, okay? The fence is 10 feet high. He could get hurt. I, if I see him falling down and breaking his neck, but then I rewind that. Beep. He's probably not going to fall and break his neck. Hey, Samuel, you good? Yeah, I'm good, Dad. Okay, be careful, man. All right. Boom, done. Simple as that. He's going to climb a fence. I want him to get really good at climbing fences so I don't have to worry about it. But... If I shut that down, get your ass out of the tree. Then I never climb a tree. Now I put my fear on oh, him. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I transferred it. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. He's laughing over there. Yeah, I hear well, it. Yeah. I mean, that's just what we, that's oh, what we do. Man. I wouldn't feel bad about that. That's what we do. But now I, I transferred my it. shit. I don't want to do put that. It on, put it on my kid. Now my kid doesn't climb. Now he passed that to his kid. Don't climb that tree. Gonna break your neck. <laughs> so this is uh, <clears throat> in case it wasn't obvious, people that are watching and listening, we're at a park in Ogden, and obviously there's some people, uh, damn little wiener kids that are gonna have some pizza or whatever over there. But that's cool. Um, it's not <laughs> too distracting. Um, it leads into a bigger conversation that I want to have with you, Mark, and then mm -hmm. I want to be able to try to discuss some things with you about race and about everything that's going on in the yeah. world today. Mm -hmm. And the caveat is. You know, you know me. You yeah. know me pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, you just met Steph, but we're gonna fuck yeah. things up, and we're gonna say some things probably that are offensive in some way, shape, or form, or probably ignorant, not. ignorant in some way. Right? That's a big thing that we're becoming super aware of of how ignorant we are. Yeah. But when you talk about fear, especially in the context of what you were just describing, of how mm -hmm. you pass that fear on to your kids, right? Right. I mean, it's it's. I think now so much of what's going on right now with um, racism and white people and the way that they are justifying and arguing and having this discourse that's taking place in the fucking country right now. Yeah. To me, the undercurrent of it is that fear, but it's like um, so subtle that they don't want to address it and right. look at it and speak about it. Right. Yeah. And it is just the systemic there. passing down from generation yeah. to generation. Mm -hmm. 
just as like the all out straight up fucking racist white supremacist mm-hmm. is going to pass that on. Yeah. We're going to pass the subtle. Yeah. Under the, you know, surface level stuff that isn't obvious. I'd, I'd rather, generation. you know, to, to break off from that, just to point this out, I would rather <clears throat> meet and talk to um, someone who's flat out like racist than someone who doesn't know that they have those those uh, same kind of thoughts. Yeah. And, and they, some people, I don't think they know. They don't really. Because I watched this video the other day, this lady, I'm not racist. And then she says all this racist shit. I'm like. You're not right. Are you sure? Did you hear what you said? Can you see how you're acting? But someone who's like, this is how I feel. And whether they it makes any sense or not, but they're really upfront about it. Like, this is how I think. And this is how I'm like, okay, cool. We know where we stand. You know, I'll be over here. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but I get you, I get it. So to me, I have a lot of respect for not the views that people have, but the, by standing by it and not, not hiding by it, they're not confused. That's just how they believe. And that's just the way it is. That's fine. I'm good with that. Do you think that, I mean, I can see that how that would be an easier, like you said, I mean, it's like, it's clear, right? It's super clear. Like it's not a matter of, there's no mistaking. It's the guy that comes off the porch and says, hey, I thought you were that guy and we were yeah. going to fuck that guy up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's clear. You know what that guy's intentions it's are. It's clear. But here's the th- thing about that. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, okay, I have da- I, it's dangerous being black from white people, but it's dangerous being black from black people. Like this dude, and we're the same color. It is. It's it's about it's about violence. It's about fear. It's about protecting your what you've come to to consider your life. So his life, this this dude, his life is banging. And that's what he's concerned about. And skin color has something. If I was a white dude, he would have said nothing to me. Nothing. So it, You know, it's funny, though. The white yeah. dude is, <laughs> like, super fucking freaked out yeah, and paranoid. Like, riding, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wouldn't. No. But he's safe. He's probably safer than me. You think so? Oh, yeah, in many ways, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. that shit that people did, wouldn't even <laughs> wouldn't even begin to think that way. Yeah. Right? No. As a lot of times if you're well dressed, you have maybe a nice car or something, people aren't gonna mess with you. One, because they know you're gonna you call the police or whatever. You have certain avenues that you can take. When you're riding a bike and you kinda look like a homeless person like I do, they're like, He ain't gonna call the cops. You know, he's just like me. We, you know, and so it's a different kind of yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, babe? <laughs> it sounded like you were gonna say something. I I don't. I'm sorry. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, you yeah. said you wrote a book. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. it? I wrote a book on Amazon. It's on Amazon. And it is on Amazon. Called "Hug It: A Year Without Fear." <gasps> and. There was a shirt you had. Yeah, yeah. I've got a hug life. Yeah, hug life. Hug life. That's yeah. right. I remember mm-hmm. that. So I wrote it because I needed it. Uh-huh. And so all I did is I took a year and I wrote every day for a year. And it was based on the fears that I, the irrational fears because mm-hmm. there are real legitimate fears that you have to have if you want to be alive. But I would, I have all kinds of like just weird 
I call them weird now, but at the time they're not weird. They're real, you know, and you take them in and they, they kind of guide your life, you know, and they're irrational. Like they shouldn't, they should not be dictating your life because <laughs> there you made that shit up. So I would take all these things. Like, for example, I didn't want to ever run because I was afraid of it. Like, what would it say about me? What would people think of me? Like, I can't run a mile, blah, blah, blah. So I wouldn't do it. And here comes this voice. Oh, man, remember when you hurt your knee? That's not good for your knee. You're a big dude. You know, you might get that little voice, right? All those excuses. I got bum fucking knees right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I can't run. Yeah, you can't do it. No. It's and too so, risky. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I would do. I'd do the same thing. And it could be true. It wasn't true for me, though. So I, anytime, anytime I would come up with an excuse, I would look at it and be like, nope, I'm doing it anyway, and we're going to find out if it's true or not. So then I started running, and it wasn't true. So what was true is I couldn't run a mile. <laughs> that was true. But it wasn't true that I was hurting my body. And none of that, all the reasons were not true. And so I kept running and I kept running and I kept running. And anytime an excuse came up, I would just knock it down. Like, nope, I'm not listening to that. Because I know that little voice is trying to protect me. It's like my mom in my body. Right? And it's the only, its only purpose is to protect me. You're a mom, right? You're a dad. We protect our children. That's how it felt. But... It was incorrect. Like, it was not helping me. What it was doing, it was hiding me from the things that I needed to see or do. And it was it was not a bad thing. It was just a thing. But then I recognized it. And I was like, nope, I'm doing it. So, so what I did, and we talked about this a lot, you and I, about saying yes to things. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, unless, of course, it was like, hey, let's go rob a bank. Nah, man, I'm good. But let's go run a marathon. Oh, fuck. I don't want to run a marathon. That shit's going to be hard. Okay. <laughs> when is it? And then you just do it. Now you do it. And the other thing is you got to be a person of your word. So if I, what I told myself, if I say yes, I'm doing it. I don't care what. And so, and I was going to say yes to everything like we talked about. And so. People would ask me to do shit all the time. Hey, Mark, let's go on a hike. And before I'd be like, oh, I got shit to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the reality of it was I don't think I could make the hike. So I'd come up with all these, like physically. So I'd come up with all these reasons why I couldn't. And I was like, nope, I'm doing it. And then I'd go on the hike, and sometimes I could make it. Sometimes I couldn't make it. But the fear started diminishing. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you afraid of? You know what I mean? Like, why are you making all these excuses and not doing shit? And so that was the the book was about that. Mm -hmm. So it was about people asking me to do shit or uh, situations coming up and me not making excuses not to do it and me actually doing. And I did a lot of cool shit that I was that I would have never done. No. How did you handle it when something came up that it wasn't a fear thing that you didn't want to do? It mm-hmm. was just, I really don't want to do that. I did it anyways. You did it anyways? Yeah. And there was nothing like that, though. Really? <laughs> there was nothing that I didn't want to want to do. Really? I did, hmm. yeah. Camping some... and all this weird shit that people asked me to do, I just was like, hell yeah. And then I, yeah. when I did it, it was, 
I didn't, there were some things I didn't think I would like, uh-huh. but I ended up really liking and learning shit. All right. So mm-hmm. I, there was nothing that I didn't benefit from. I'll put it that really? way. Yeah. Not one thing that I can think of. So when you handled the, um, the irrational fears that would come up mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know, let's see if this is true. And you would find out yeah. if it was proven that the fear was a legit, something happened that. If something scared me and it was like, oh shit, this is mm-hmm. real. Then that, that's, you know, life. I got to save myself. I'm not doing that. But that it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It See, that's my happen. question. Like, how do you balance that? Because that's one of my fear, intuition. How do you know? It, it You got to step into the arena, man. That's it. But there's shit I don't want to do. Step into do, the arena. I heard. Oh, he. Um, <laughs> you got to do it. All right. I hear you. Why wouldn't you? Oh, do you want my stop. list? <laughs> yeah, stop right there because that's what I'm going to say. You're going to come up with a, oh, all the shitload of excuses. Well, shit. <laughs> do you think you could do it, babe? Do you think you could do a year Why? of saying shit to everything? Saying, saying shit? I can say shit to yeah. anything. Yeah. Yes, to yes I can. Yes, I, I accept and I didn't, that. There were like, oh, man. let me think. Oh, sorry. I'm pretty sure there's nothing that I didn't say yes to, but I, oh, if it man. was too... I think I would have said no to some things like, but it, it never came up like that. But I was willing to say, if I had to say no, I, it had to be like a really life or death thing. Mm. If it was just because it would make me uncomfortable, then that was not a reason to say no. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm going like, to go get your book. <laughs> I don't know. It's not as fascinating as it sounds, but for me, it was great. I think everybody should write their own. So I would just, that's what I did. I just wrote every day, basically posted it to Facebook. And then after a year, I had all this writing. I was like, I'll take this and put it I together. I remember that. I remember he was reading and telling me about your stuff. Yeah. And it was it was irritating me because it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, nope, nope, nope that's yeah, crazy. No, nope. nope. And like all that. of these things. And so yeah. I definitely wasn't ready for that. But hearing this now, I am eating this <laughs> up, which is scary as shit. Yeah. It should, it, yeah I mean. Yeah, fear's big. It's so big. to take it back to now, I think a lot of people are afraid of things. Mm-hmm. And since since anger, in my opinion, and I've read this somewhere, it's nothing I made up, but in my opinion, anger and all that stuff comes off. It's a secondary emotion. So if you're fearful, that's your first emotion. And then you might be angry after that. And then shit gets fucked up. Because, like, for example, I tried to explain this to my son the other day where he, he drives now. He's 17. He's been driving for a year. And I'm like, I was trying to explain to him how uh, anger is secondary. And he's like, what do you mean, Dad? And I'm like, well, have you ever been cut off in the car? Somebody cuts you off. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you get angry? And he goes, yeah, sometimes. Why? Because they cut me off. And I'm like, well, when they cut you off, are you afraid? Like, they're going to hit you. Like, oh, shit, they're not paying attention. So you're afraid first. And then that fear turns into something else, like mm-hmm. anger. Like, you, like you motherfucker, you almost killed me. Like, I could have died. So you're mad at them about. And I think the people that are that are angry about things are fearful first. So think of a, think of someone who's really a white supremacist. There's fear before there's anger. Like, they're mad, and they can be super violent. That's why I was telling somebody, cowardice is not meek 
like people who are cowards, they're not meek. Sometimes they are, but the most violent people, in my opinion, that I've met are fearful. So a lot of times cowards are the most violent people you'll meet. The people who are afraid, they become violent because they're trying to preserve themselves. And then they do stupid shit and they hurt people. And, and it's not because they're strong. It's because they're not. And, but that doesn't help you when they're trying to bust your ass. <laughs> you I know? saw that because uh, you posted that recently on Facebook. Yeah, I was trying to explain. Just yeah. a simple like sentence yeah. explaining, you know, fear yeah. was the first thing. And yeah, people were like, no, they got all fucked up yeah. over it. Yeah. People really they had a hard time swallowing that one. <laughs> And it cracked me up yeah. because I totally agree. I, mm -hmm. I think it's true. I'm not sure, but for me, it's true. Well, like so. all the, because I've done all this men's work over the past few years. Right. And sat in circles and yeah. done like retreats Talks and, and yeah. all sorts of different shit. Mm -hmm. And they'll oftentimes, men will present anger and rage. Right. And think that it's this like all encompassing. Here's everything. Yeah. I've been holding no. all this fucking anger and rage in. And it comes out in this big, Secondary. huge explosion. Right. And then you actually get to the stuff that's behind it. Yeah. And that's where pain and sadness yep. and fear and everything else lies yep. all it's behind underneath. the underneath. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's that show with the, um, <laughs> I was going to say so, with the short people, that you guys are going to laugh at me because I'm going about this the wrong way. Short <laughs> people, there's a dog that has red shoes in it. Uh, there's a tornado. Dog. Are you, oh, Wizard of Oz? <laughs> yeah, Wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> So anyways, that's, that's part the of my description <laughs> of Wizard of Oz ever. That's, that's my problem. I can remember all 10 things to describe, but I can't remember the thing. Yeah. So anyways, but but um, the Wizard of Oz, the actual wizard, right? He's hiding behind this thing. And he's underneath it. And then they're scared. Like they see this big, you know, scary guy. But underneath it, it's this little the man and he's afraid and he's and so anyways that's that's what i think of it's it's just like the wizard of oz where it's this big thing and he's trying to scare you know the scarecrow and then um dorothy and all that and he's putting on this big show but mm -hmm. underneath it it's it's a, this fearful dude he doesn't want to get discovered and then the, of course you know the dog comes and, comes <laughs> and he's afraid of the dog and I think about like whether that is because I'm sitting here thinking about myself and I'm also thinking about our son because mm -hmm. he'll he'll hide all of his emotions behind anger as well. Mm -hmm. Like he'll just, I mean, immediately respond with fucking anger mm -hmm. rather than yeah. I'm really sad. Right. Yeah. He doesn't want <laughs> to express that. That's hard to admit. Yeah. And so I'm Vulnerable. sitting here thinking like how much of that is learned behavior that he's just repeating or how much of that is some sort of like evolutionary thing of trying to protect ourselves and all that yeah. kind of shit too mm -hmm. right yeah it's it's a, it's it's a sticky thing man it's not like simple like just do this that that, that does not <laughs> no. work i think it's just sitting with yourself and like dealing with yourself a lot of people don't do that they bury themselves in in other activities or or alcohol or or whatever and they don't sit down and be like Okay, I'm going to be still and I'm just going to let shit come up. And then it comes up and you're like, oh, that was what? Wait a minute. I, I, I still do that. I just sit around and like my the whole gardening thing. I'm just sitting on a chair 
under my lean-to that I made. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and I'm just, I, these thoughts come to my mind, and none of it's fear. Very little bit of it is worry. You know, like I was telling you before, my ex-wife worries. She worries about my kids, and I'm thankful for that, you know, but it has to be really hard on her. You know, like it's, it's taxing mm-hmm. to her. And then she worries about me not worrying about them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I know. Yeah, we can relate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody can. It's just true. And then, and then, you know, we don't get in arguments about it anymore because I don't Cause have she's to your deal ex-wife. with her, and she doesn't have to deal with me. But it still exists, you know. And so, worry is is a is a that's a hard one you know i don't i don't want to carry that with me i don't want to carry it around there's things to be worried about but i'm not most definitely not going to take it with me and so i have conversations with my kids and and we talk about being safe and even the covid thing we're like we talk about you know what what maybe we should do and and what we shouldn't do and 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 they're and they're mixed kids you know like they walk up down the street and they they have to deal with certain things being mixed race and uh you know there if if i thought about it i could be worried like the, their mom's worried you know like these are my babies i don't want but she can't do shit about it you ain't gonna walk them everywhere they go um you, you can't steph and i constantly do this mm. in regards to so many different things mm-hmm. and I think her and I have a really healthy balance that we have been able to kind of meet and blend yeah, um, so that good. we work in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. And there's times where she's too heavy handed with stuff and yeah. it causes tension. And then there's and then times. too light. Yeah. There's times where I'm yep. carefree and fancy yep. free and don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. But that dynamic of like. I'm just thinking so much about all the shit that we, especially in the last few months, right? Because it's been, I mean, I essentially stressed for like two weeks with COVID shit and Corona. And then I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about it. I don't have fucking time to worry about it. You know, you can. It's your bully. It is. And it's so, (laughs) we talked recently about how, because it's, the information that is out there is so fucking confusing and so hard that you can't trust any of it. It's contradictory. Yeah. And I feel at this point, so much of it is just CYA. Everybody is just yeah. covering their own ass yeah. from like yeah. the top down, right? And so where do you come up with, without cutting you off? Where do you come up with the answer? Well, for me, the answer is what feels right for me. Okay. Where do you come up with the answer? Where does it come from? Um, fuck, dude. I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs> where does it come from well i feel like it comes from my belly that's right i feel like it comes from this place inside where your gut yeah 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 and it's just this really that's simple it. thing of, if people would just do that yeah man it would be so much it comes from your gut is it right or wrong i don't know but all the contradictory stuff you'll never piece that together and make it make sense logically yeah it's two there's two there's two sides and there's a middle shit and there's this and there's that or there's this little voice that tells you and if you're smart you'll listen to it this is what i should do and it's based in my opinion it's based on our experiences growing up 
the things we know, things we believe in, blah, blah, blah. That all comes together. But there's this little voice, and to me, it's the truth. Sounds weird. But that. And then when you started listening to it, what happened? Well, I mean, I start listening to it, and I feel better, right? I feel more calm. <laughs> but... And then I love you to death, obviously. You know I fucking love you, right? Because we bounce each other out. Yeah. And, you know, she'll come in and suddenly I can't hear that voice anymore. She'll crush it. (laughs) Oh, God. She just crushed your inner um, truth. But that's okay. And then it's a matter of, because she has this Because that's her thing. But if you really sit down and listen to that voice, it's not scary. Like nothing Mm -hmm. is scary anymore. Like you're like, okay, yeah, this shit is happening, but... And the voice, will, it's, it calms you down almost. It's like, okay, man, this is really what's happening. And then you listen to it and you're like, ah. I agree. When you were asking him that and you're like, where does it come from? Like it's fear and then the stomach and yep. the intuition. And I was like, my intuition is saying this. And then yep. it was like, no, it's not. Yeah. When I'm is here, it? I'm not scared anymore. And then I get here. Yep. And I'm like, you're not flying anywhere. We're not leaving the house. I'm saving all of us because yeah. it's all up to yeah. me because you don't pay attention. Yeah. You're not going to die and leave me raising our kid. That's all. So, right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it's the, the fear thing still, right? It just makes it's us. Like that hits. When that's, I think that's that answer. When I get here, it's I'm fine. okay. Yeah, the, I'm not afraid. To me, it's the, that's the truth. And if it's there, if you're here oh and, it's, and you are afraid, mm-hmm. then you better be afraid. There's a bear behind you. <laughs> it's going to get you. you There's run. a part sorry, of... I crush your inner voice. Oh, you don't crush anything, baby. Um, <laughs> I totally do. It's funny. It's, it's a fact. Thank <laughs> you, but I do. I'm, you would have been doing installs, and I was like, no, you no, don't get to go to the grocery store. So um, <laughs> It's okay. There's a part of everything that's going on right now, not just corona, but also yeah. on mm-hmm. top of it, everything else is yeah. going on mm-hmm. with race and everything else yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. The compounded amount of stress and anxiety and fear that each individual person is under right now. Yeah. We talked the other day about how how much that is fucking up everybody's immune systems, oh, yeah. their their physical the, and the mental thing well-being that makes and health. Us, uh, you know, fight off everything. Yeah, it's being attacked. It's being yeah. attacked by this fear mm-hmm. that is constant and consistent. Yeah. And so I feel like, how much do you feel like that has changed for you mm. going through that whole year of the year without oh, yeah. fear and everything else that you're kind of you know, experiencing over the past, like, 10 years probably, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. How much more healthy do you think that you are? Not just because you're exercising and running and doing everything, but because you don't have the anxiety and the stress anymore. I actually think the running and the moving, the movement of the body helped me probably the most to get started. Because uh, to me now... Because I've always been a chubby dude, you know. I saw pictures of me when I was like five. I wasn't chubby. Six, I was fat as hell. And probably because my mom took up a second job. She didn't cook for us anymore because um, she didn't have time. So that was McDonald time. And then, you know, nothing against McDonald's. But <laughs> uh, so anyways, I got chubby and then. Didn't move a lot or anything, but but when I started saying yes to things, what it did is it made me more active because I was saying yes to, I was around people that were very active, like if they were like, "Hey, Mark, man, let's let's smoke this crack," I'd be like, "Oh, fuck you, Mark, let's uh, run three miles," and uh, okay, so 
I was around people that were very active. I just started dating a girl who's like super active. And so when I started exercising, I ran a mile with her and I couldn't run it. I was so embarrassed. I was, I went home, I was like, motherfucker. So I went home and that night I was like, nope. So I went back in the night and I ran, it was on a trail. And I was like, I'm running a mile. I don't give a shit. I'm running a mile. Because I was embarrassed about it, you know? And so I, I ran a mile and I, and I made it. But uh, so what happened to me was the more in shape I got, the more activities I did, the clearer my head was. Like then I could like see things better. Like it sounds weird and stupid maybe in a sense, but it wasn't. It was the more activities that I was doing the more clear things were. It wasn't like this mud anymore. It was just like, oh, this is what's happening to me. You know? Like, oh, this is weird. And then I started running for clarity, not to get in shape, not for anything, but to be clear, to see things. And then the, the other thing that made me start moving was fear of dying. This is going to sound really crazy dumb the fear of dying in a natural disaster <laughs> i know what kind of true. natural disaster okay so so imagine this right a mudslide you gotta <laughs> listen listen you gotta climb a tree in order to survive this mudslide okay you got that in your head but you can't climb a tree okay you have to be able to there's a uh, lava right you're in Hawaii. The volcano just went off. Oh, shit. You got to run a mile. You can't run a mile. You can't climb a tree and you can't run a mile. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in my head. Like, I can't do anything. So, so when I started being active, like I couldn't run that mile, that's what started it. When I started being active, I said to myself, I don't care what I look like. I'm going to do a pull-up. Couldn't do a bullet. I'm going to run a mile. I'm going to climb a tree. You know, I'm going to do it. And so that's where it sent me, like, started me off. Like, I didn't care what the scale said. I didn't care what the mirror said, which was really me. I didn't care about any of that. What can you do? And then that's what I, and then things started, when I would run, like, all these thoughts would come to me, like, you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, Has yoga anyway. been that as well oh, for yeah. you at this point? Yeah, for sure, 100%. Those two things have been awesome. And then jujitsu is jujitsu where I can't think about anything. So when you're running, you're like all these thoughts come up, mm -hmm. you know, and you can still run, you know, you're on the trail. But when you're doing jujitsu, I can't be thinking like, oh, wow, the universe is talking to me like because <laughs> I'm going to get choked, <laughs> you know. Like, I got to be right there. I got to be present. Yeah. And I think that helps a lot of people uh, that do jujitsu who have, who are all, and their minds always like, da, 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 because they're, they're always thinking about that. Like running won't help you do with that because it, it amplifies it. But jujitsu, however, shuts it down. I can't be thinking about this because my friend is going to try to choke me. So I got to deal with that right now, this minute for an hour. So I think a lot of people that do jujitsu or anything like that, where you have to be present, 
um, benefit from it because it shuts down that little inner voice. So I have the best of both worlds. I have running or yoga or whatever where I can be off a little bit and come back. And then I have this thing where I've got to be here the whole time. I can't be anywhere else but in this in this spot. And so that helps me a ton. I really like those two different things. What's missing in life, Mark? For me? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Now, I have goals, but nothing's missing from, like, I'm here. I always tell myself, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? Like, I'm riding my bike so, somewhere, and I'm like, a worry comes in, right? Like, oh, shit, I forgot to pay this bill. And so I remember that. Okay, got to pay my bill. But what are you doing right now? Shit, I'm riding my bike. Do you love riding your bike? I love riding my bike. What are we doing right now? Well, I'm drinking a beer and talking to you guys. Fucking awesome. That's what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. right now. So I don't live that way and I don't live this way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I live this right here. This is where I stay. I think about that every once in a while, but it doesn't control me like, okay, I've got to pay this bill or I've got to do this. Yeah, okay. Boop, checked. Now, what are you doing right now? Talking. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> what happened yesterday? I don't give a shit what happened yesterday. It's not right now. What are you doing right now? So anytime I start to worry about the past or the future, I'm just like, what are you doing right now? And usually it's something awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if it's not something awesome, I don't think, what are you doing right now? Because I'm dealing with it. You know, I'm not thinking, um, like, have you ever, if you've ever been in a fight, right? Let's go back to bullies real quick. You have the bully and you're worried about it. I was trying to explain this to my daughter. You're worried about it and you're fearful of what happens in the fight. You know the fight's going to happen because he said, hey, after school, we're fighting. So you're thinking about it. But when you're fighting, you're not afraid. Like when you're in it, you're not afraid. You're not like, oh, shit, I'm in a fight. No, you're like, I'm going to kick this motherfucker's ass. He's moving this way. Well, he's going this way. I got to deal with this. Oh, he's trying to get me in the headlock. You're dealing with it. You're not afraid of it. It's only when it's in front of you, like in the future, that you're like, uh-oh. Or something that's happened in the past and it's haunting you. But at the very moment, oops, the very moment that's happening, eh, there's no fear in there. You're doing it. You're in it. You're involved. I went surfing one time. Not surfing, body surfing. It's like 12. I was in Hawaii. Oh, I got my ass kicked by this wave. And I almost damn near drowned, really. Not to, to be dramatic, but I almost did. And I'm on the beach, and I'm like crying and shit, and like snots coming out, and mixed with salt, and it's getting in my mouth. I don't know if it's salt or the seawater that I'm tasting. And I'm like, oh, I almost died. But when I was getting like in the wave and all fucked up, I wasn't afraid. I was just like, oh, shit, I got to get up to the top of this. Like, I'm working to get there. There was no fear there. It was like survival. I'm right here. This is what I'm doing. I got to get out of it. And then when I got out, I was like, the haunting, like you almost died, almost kept me out of the water. Yeah. Can you imagine being in Hawaii for two weeks and never getting in the water? Screw that shit. So... <clears throat> that lesson was like, no, man, that happened. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, you almost died. But guess what? You didn't die. So just don't do stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't be dumb. And then I talked to my Hawaiian friend years later. 
And he's like, Mark, you know what? You know the difference between Hawaiians and Howleys? <clears throat> and I don't know how bad a word a Howley is, but just not, not from Hawaii. That's how I see it. And I'm like, no, what's the difference? He goes, when the Howleys go to the beach, they run right to the beach and they get in the water. Right? The, they don't care what the waves are doing. They don't look. They just run like it's an amusement park, <clears throat> which I'm guilty of. Yeah, which, me too. When I was 12, especially. That's what I did. I just ran out there. And he goes, watch a Hawaiian person go to the beach. They'll sit on the sand and they'll watch the beach for 15 minutes. And they'll look and they'll see, you know, where the riptide is, how hard it's coming, you know, what's happening with the water. Then they'll get in the water. You know, and then they'll surf or do whatever they're going to do. And so... I'm just running straight in. Yeah, me too. Every time we go to the ocean, like that, even like it's now. It's calling you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. calling you and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to get in there. But that might not be the smartest thing. <laughs> okay. So th- that messes with me because I, you know, we talked about the worry that I have and uh-huh. how I need to distrust this. When we went to California and all the kids were going to be in the ocean, I'm like, I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, it's up to yeah. you to keep our babies alive. <laughs> I was terrified. Yeah. And then as soon as we got to the beach and I saw the ocean with yeah. all the babies yep. and all that fear went away. Yeah. And I was that, get in the water. Yeah. I was like, not only, yeah. I wasn't being cautious. I was hurting my kids yeah, to yeah. the water. Which like, is fine. Is... But you, you're you're making the, that decision after seeing it, which is fine. Yeah. You know, it, it might take some people 15 minutes, but you made a mental note like, okay, this is happening. Boom, 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 boom. And you're breaking it all down. That's exactly what we do. And you're not doing it with fear. You're not like, oh my. You're just looking at it and being like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. There's a two-year-old right there. Right? I look. I'm like, Where? yeah. There's a two-year-old <laughs> in the water right there. He's fine. Yeah. Or she's fine. And then you're making a judgment based on that. So I'd like to think that's what happened. That's what happened. I guarantee <laughs> you just didn't send your kids out there and there's a shark out there that you didn't notice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You made judgments based on that. And it wasn't fear. It was like. It was okay. Boop. Logic or whatever we want to call it. It was an assessment of the situation without being afraid. Before you were afraid. Mm-hmm. Then you're in the situation. You're in the present moment. You're looking at it and then you're making a decision based on now. What, what are you doing right now? Right. Yeah. Not, oh my God, there's going to be sharks in there. Yeah. Or somebody's going to get a riptide's going to pull them out and we're not going to be able to get them. Yeah. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Baby, what are you going to say yes to? Oh, that's a great question. What have you... I'm like uh, glaring. I'm like, hey, hey. Let me ask this question. What do you always say no to? I don't know. No, there's something. There's (laughs) something that you say no to. And then no matter who asks you, you're like, nope. I don't know. I I say no to a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Choose one. Choose one. What do you say no to that you want to say yes to? My brain goes blank. When I get put on yeah. the spot, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna, cool. you're going to be driving home and be like, oh, shit, I know what it is. We'll just wait. We'll just wait. It's going to we'll come wait up. wait for your answer. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I, I, the logic is coming. I'm like, well, I could say yes to this, but financially I can't say yes yeah. to this right now. So. <laughs> what is it, though? Uh-huh. can't even say it damn oh, damn it yes i can you yes, can. I, can I know you can oh god i've got three things that are okay. really hard in my head right now and that pisses me off because i don't want to say yes to any of them right now well what are they um, you don't have to say yes to them you just have to know what they are is it embarrassing one of them is very well, embarrassing keep that one hidden and tell us <laughs> the other two 
Um, so the first one is my fear over. I, it's not, I'm about to say it, and I realize how Just stupid I it. sound for being afraid of it. No, is um, it. joining another dance group because I don't feel like I'm good enough and I'll fail. Mm-hmm. And so I'm coming up with all the reasons that yeah. I can't do it right yeah. now. Right. Some of them are financial. Some mm-hmm. of them are times. Mm-hmm. Most okay. of them, all of them are fear. <laughs> right? You're you're right. You are yeah. right. Yep. So I need to say yes to that. Yeah. Does somebody invite you to this? Yes. Or? Like better... picked her out and said, hey, you're good Damn. enough. Yeah. Come participate in this. There's no reason not to. You're right. I mean, you made up a bunch of I reasons, did. but they're not good reasons. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Oh. And we get really, really good at that. I'm, really good. I feel like I am a master yeah. at that. Yep. I felt like that too. And then I look at it and I'm like, dude, what are you? Come on. Mm-hmm. Look at what you're doing. You step yeah. outside of it and you can see it and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I did it again. But then you're just like, nope. Okay, I'll do it. And then you're all scared and shit all the way till you do it. Yeah. Then you're in it and you're like, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> all right. I guess I'm joining. I'm just, I guess I'm going to say yes. What was the second one? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, she shit. fucking remembers. Yeah, oh, no? No, I remember the embarrassing one, but I don't remember. I guess the other one. You don't have to say. No, but, but the but, embarrassing one, I'm not going to. Yeah, not I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I <laughs> wouldn't. And uh, just the fact of recognizing it, I think, like, yeah, what am I doing? Like, no, I really want to do this. That's that's the worst thing when you really want to do it. Yeah. And you talk yourself out of doing it. Yeah. Because you're afraid. still don't. Yeah. There's so many silly things like that in my head right now. Yeah. There's a bunch. Yeah. So many. All right. Let's hear yours now. You got to give one. They're just silliness. I mean, because it's not even stuff. There's stuff that I say yes to sometimes. Right. But every now and then it's. Like right now, in the last two or three weeks, um, I started running with my son. Oh, nice. Get him out of the house. Hell yeah. We just mm-hmm. run a mile three days a week. Cool. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're up early and we go running. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It sucks ass and I fucking hate yeah. it. Yeah. But. And it's miserable, mm-hmm. but I love it. Yes. Yeah. And let's see. What's what, Today's Friday, right? Yes. So yesterday I said no to it. Uh, I could have gone today. I said no to it. Why? All those fucking bullshit reasons, right? <laughs> All those bullshit reasons. And yeah. I'm like, it's it's one of those things, too, that I I had the workaround in my head. Because I know I need to fucking run. I like right. running. Yeah. All the stuff that you talk about, I, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I used to Me do too. it on a yeah. regular basis. Nice. And I loved it. Yeah. And so I had the workaround to, like, play that. Like, I knew how my mind worked. Yeah. So I incorporated the boy. Because mm-hmm. I knew that he would be the part that yeah. would, like... He's not going to back down from it or change your mind. Is that yeah, you and got? it's like if I have the addedness of yeah. doing it for him. Responsibility. Of, yeah. yeah, but I'm still still quitting, still saying no, yeah. and that's pissing me off. So we're going to go running tomorrow. <laughs> Good. Um, and then there's like, I mean, little ones. Like we did the ice bath stuff for a while, mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to mm-hmm. do that some more and mm-hmm. get back into it. I'm like, we just need to fucking put that ice bath in. We've got it in the fucking backyard. It's there. It's ready really? to go. There's no excuses at all. We should need to sit in that fucking ice again. And that's like a silly, I mean, it sucks and there's fear associated with it and it's hard and it's yeah, difficult, yeah. but it's so silly because at yeah. the end of the day, it's like the benefits, the benefits from it are huge. Yeah. Yep. So there's yeah. a couple things like that. And then I'm trying to think bigger picture stuff and I can't think of anything that's like jumping out right now. Yeah. It'll come to you. It'll, yeah. It comes. And it, it presents itself too. And as soon as, soon as you hear something and you're like, 
Um, no, I. No, that's it. There it is. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark, you want to go to? No, nah, I gotta. Oh, shit. Best thing you say. <laughs> like, I no, I really could. I could do this. Yeah, I gotta move this date. I gotta call this person and see if it's cool. You know, blah blah blah. I can do it. You know, I can do it. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. <sighs> well, Mark, yeah. thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. It's always a pleasure. I love I it. Fun. I appreciate it so yeah. much. You uh, found the park. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect, right? It worked out great. It's nice. Um, You were on episode number two of the podcast. I don't remember. In the 70s or 80s, you were on again. I'm like podcast elite right now. You (laughs) are. I don't think anybody else has ever been on three times. I think so. We've had a couple of repeat guests, but yeah. Yeah, Number three. So (laughs) I'm sorry. This is Asher. He called me a a few times, and so I figured I would try and text just to make sure because I worry. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> You're good, babe. Is there anything that you want to throw out? Uh, no. No? No. Cool. I just had fun. It's fun. I'll yeah. Dig it. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. If you're even somewhat intelligent, you get really good at justifying your fear. When you're in it, you're not afraid. Because I know that little voice is trying to protect me. It's like my mom in my body. You know, even though they want to choke you, they they love you. <laughs> There's this little voice that tells you, and if you're smart, you'll listen to it. This is what I should do. <laughs>